Welcome to the Homeschooling Families Podcast. I'm Leslie Nunnery, and I am so glad you're here. Today, I'm going to share with you in a little bit more detail about a project that I started years ago by journaling in a Bible for each of my children. Now, every time that I mention this, usually in passing in a session, that topic seems to derail everything else as everyone wants to hear more. So I'm excited to chat about that today. Now, before we dive in, I want to invite you again to join our family at Teach Them Diligently in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee in just a few weeks. We'll be there May 3rd through 6th, and I would love to meet you and get to hear your stories. If you've never been to a Teach Them Diligently event, this would be a great one to start with. Once you're there, you're going to find that you'll get access to world-class speakers, practical workshops, and a huge exhibit hall filled with the latest homeschooling curriculum and resources. Plus, you'll have the opportunity to connect with like-minded families and recharge your homeschooling batteries. But what really sets Teach Them Diligently apart is the mission. What you'll find when you join us in Pigeon Forge is a homeschool conference that is focused on strengthening families, refocusing all of us on our mission as parents and home educators, and preparing us to accomplish that mission with excellence. It has a distinctly Christian focus And those who attend tell us that they came away with not only great information and encouragement, but also with relationships with others that will help sustain them and support them all year long. We spend a lot of time talking about parenting, marriage, and other relationships, as well as covering the nuts and bolts of homeschooling, because we know that home education is only a small part of your family life, though it impacts much of it. We would love to see you there. You can learn more and get your ticket now at teachthemdiligently.net forward slash events. Again, that is teachthemdiligently.net forward slash events. All right, so welcome back, you guys. I am actually kind of surprised that this hasn't come up on the podcast before, because like I noted in the introduction, anytime this comes up, even in passing, it like stops traffic. Everybody wants to talk about it. And it surprised me at first, but honestly, I don't blame you. This little project that God prompted my heart to start a a long time ago has been one of the most impactful and influential discipleship exercises that I have ever done. And I'm very, very excited to tell you about it today. I thought that I would give you a little bit of the background of really kind of what this is in a nutshell and then why I started doing it in the first place. Years ago, when I was a young mom, I read, I don't know if it was a a post on something or an actual article, I really don't remember, but I read about an older woman in a church who would, in her later years, she would take the time and she would write in Bibles and give them out to people in her church body. And I thought that that was such an amazing legacy that she was leaving behind. And so from that point forward, God really prompted me that this was something that I was going to do for all of my kids. And I decided the way that it was going to look in our family was I was going to work on those Bibles and I was going to present them to my children on their 16th birthday. 
And I gave myself, everybody asked this, I gave myself a solid year and a half, two years to work on it. Now, I've read through the Bible in a year before, but honestly, I don't really like to. I would much rather dive deeper into what I'm reading and studying and be able to take detours and stuff that reading it really fast or with such a strict schedule doesn't allow for. So I gave myself, if I could, two years, but we have a couple of tight ones in there, so didn't quite get the two-year mark. But I would just devote myself in my devotions every day. I was reading in a Bible that I bought specifically for that child. And I would write, and I'll tell you some of the things that I would write in a little bit, but that in a nutshell is the project. I would buy a journaling Bible. I I have purchased a journaling Bible for each of them. And so I've now finished my fourth Bible because my youngest child is turned 16 back in October. So all of my kids have their own Bibles. I'm actually excited to start working on in-laws and grandchildren and all of these other things as time goes on. But the the main idea of this is just passing on a legacy piece, sharing your faith in a way that is so unique and so different and will be so treasured for so long that that, that is really the goal in all of this. Now, what came out of all of this? I'm going to tell you in a little bit, but I was shocked at what, at how the Lord actually used it. But, but first, you know, what I gained through this process was a lot more insight into each of my kids. You know, I was surprised because when I first started out, I thought that, you know, all of them are going to be basically the same because the Bible is the same. The, the words are the same. I'm reading the same. I was reading the same version. I was going about it with the same basic method. And so I thought that they would all be largely the same. I was shocked and dumbfounded, and I shouldn't have been, but I was amazed, blown away at how different each one of them turned out. And the reason for that is simple. It's because, first of all, God's word is alive and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. And secondly, my children are very different from one another. They get along great. They're wonderful friends and companions, but they are four very distinct human beings who are precious in God's sight. And God taught me about each one of those in deep, deep detail as I went through their Bible and read and prayed every single day for that child, as I read the Bible with that child in mind, as I prayed that God would give me the words to share with that child, I got to know each one of them on a much deeper level because God was pointing out things to me. And then I was able to kind of follow up. I was able to look for those things. I had one, one of my children is just very different by personality than me. And I really really was concerned that I would never have the same depth of relationship with that one. And it was through this exercise that God helped me to understand him so much better and and kind of really get to his heart in a way that I hadn't before. And we still have a phenomenally tight relationship that I'm so, so grateful for. So one of the big things that I gained through this process was just insight into my children on a much deeper level than I ever had before. Another thing that I gained is I grew immensely. You know, anytime you're in God's word, you're going to grow. And by God's grace, I have had the habit of being in his word for a long time. But I will tell you, 
When you are reading God's word and you are sharing things that you know someone else is going to read and receive, you take a lot more care with that. And God used that in mighty, mighty ways to really remodel my own heart, to grow me. And I got to do that four times so far. So this is a wonderful discipleship tool for your children, for sure. But also God is going to use it to grow you in your faith, you in your relationship with him as well as with them. And you know, my, I saw my marriage strengthen through it because as God is remodeling me, I relate to others better. I saw my relationship with my children uh, get stronger through this for the same reason. So this is something that is truly a legacy piece that God will use it in the short term to, to really get your attention. And it's a phenomenal, phenomenal thing. When I first went through it, so my, my very first foray into this was for my oldest son. He's 23 now. And on his 16th birthday, I had, he had no idea what I was doing because for them to see me writing in a Bible is, is nothing new. I do that all the time. I always have a journaling Bible going for myself. So that was nothing new. They had no idea that I had been doing it for him. And so I honestly, you know, it's his 16th birthday and he gets this present and I was truly fearful because it's not a car. It's not, you know, anything flashy or big that people, you know, you hear about or you see in movies about the 16th birthday. And I also knew, okay, he's a boy. This is a pretty, pretty impactful thing that I think he will appreciate a lot when he's older. But right now, a 16-year-old boy may not see this as being as awesome of a gift as it really is. So I was really scared as I was about to give it to him. But when he opened it, he immediately started flipping through. He he was grateful. He saw the significance of it. He he truly reacted unbelievably well. And I was so relieved. And all of the other kids who were standing there and kind of watching him flip through it immediately asked me if they were going to get one too, which made my entire world because, again, I'd been so afraid that they would think that this was goofy or or you know, another Bible, but they didn't. They saw it as what it was. And it's been really cool because they will take it to, you know, they've taken it to camp or they've taken it to church or whatever. And their friends or their counselors or their teachers at Sunday school or whatever it is have, have almost without exception made comments about the fact that they wish that they had something like that. They wish their mom had done that for them. So this is a piece that I promise you is going to make a serious impact on both you and on your children. And and beyond that, I mean, your kids are are probably going to get married and start their own families one day. The legacy of this, the generational impact of taking the time to do this cannot be overstated. And so I encourage you, get in God's word and get writing for your kids' sake. You will be so glad you did. It's funny, we'll sit in church now and, you know, if they have their Bibles with them, they will often look down the row if they have a page that is not written on or not very much written on. And they're like pointing at it like, mom, you missed this. What, are, what in the world? You didn't do this. So, you know, they, it really has become something that all the other kids looked forward to. And it has been amazingly impactful for our family. So I'm excited. We're going to dive into some practical things about it here in just a second. But 
I wanted to just kind of give you that overview and that history of what it is and why and what you stand to gain for it before we dive in. So first of all, what type of a Bible do you want to get to make this happen? I would say I've used Bibles that have the journaling on the side, like the space for writing. I don't get the ones that have the art because it takes up too much space. So I buy Bibles that have just the very large margins with lines on the outside. Most of my kids have the two column with the third column that is journaling. My youngest has one that's just one column with the journaling on the outside. But all of them give me plenty of room to write. And still, in some passages, I'm like doing the entire side and going around the bottom and up the margin. And, you know, we're squeezing in as much as much writing as we possibly can in there because they're just so rich or I'm trying to share something that is so important to me. So that's that's the kind of Bible. Now, my boys, I have two boys and two girls for those that haven't listened to the podcast that much. For my boys, I picked out their Bibles. By the time it came to my girls, they both wanted to pick out their Bibles. There was no surprise anymore. So my girls actually picked out the Bible that they wanted me to write in. The boys did not. But that's the kind of Bible that you're looking for. Then you just need to get started. And I wanted to give you, you know, just kind of a step-by-step and step-by-step seems so overstated because this truly is such an easy project. But I want to, well, it's easy in concept. It's not necessarily easy in fulfillment because there is a, a level of commitment. There is a level of authenticity, of openness, of rawness, of being willing to share even hard things with your kids remembering that you're not just talking to 16-year-old child. You're talking to this 16-year-old child who's going to be 24, 28, 30, married, has their own kids, going to be, you know, having hard things in life just like you did. You are talking to that person all the way through their lives. And you will become keenly aware of that as you are writing in these Bibles. So the first thing that you need to do is just read. You get in God's Word. And like I noted before, the benefits of that cannot be overstated just for the fact that you're in God's word. God is going to grow you. He's going to reveal to you how you need to be growing and changing. He's going to reveal to you how you need to engage with that child. He's going to reveal to you what you need to pass on and the things that you need to share. And sometimes you may even find that a passage will dredge up stuff that you haven't thought about for a while that you need to deal with and then share as a praise, a prayer request, a confession, whatever it is, with your child as well. So getting in God's word, setting that as a priority is a huge thing. Now, I gave myself a specific amount of time because I wanted to give these to my kids for their 16th birthdays. And so I would give myself usually the two years, a year and a half. I usually finished them early because What I did once I finished it, I would pass it around and I allowed our pastor and pastor's wife and youth pastor and David, of course, and my mom and dad and anyone else who had an impact on that child's life. I gave them the opportunity to write in this Bible as well because I wanted it to be just a well-rounded treasure for this, this boy or this girl. So I would usually finish a couple of months before their birthday and then it would, you know, I'd start passing it around. So, you know, we'd sneak it around church. We, I'd take it to my parents' house. My sister was signing them. And we just got other people involved to give them notes, give them wishes for 
for their future to share things that they wanted to share and pass on to them. So it was a it's a legacy piece really in our family that is not just me. It is mostly me, but it also includes some others who have had a great impact on my kids as well. So reading is the first step. And then it's the writing. And so many have asked me, you know, what do you write? How do you get started with this? And I want to demystify it because it is truly, truly very, very easy to do. And I don't want you to overthink it or overcomplicate it because I really want it to be just an overflow of what you're learning or what you have learned or what you've experienced and just a natural conversation with your child. So I was thinking through some of the different things that I put in there, some of the different ways that I approached the passages. And so I wanted to share those with you today. I, in a lot of the passages, there were really basically letters just detailing what I had learned that day from that passage or what I had learned before about that passage. Sometimes I would take something that I remember learning about a deeper meaning or a connection, and I would try to make that for them in the margin there. Sometimes the passage would remind me of a moment in time when, you know, I I was in a trial or was on a mountaintop, and I would share that with them. I wanted to, to, through all of these things, through the letters, through the stories, through the notes, I wanted to bring them into my life and into my way of thinking. I wanted to, I wanted to pass those things on. You know, we talk about teach them diligently discipleship, those in those in-between times, those intentional, but very natural conversations, the way that you go for your child's heart. This is just the written version of that. This is just you taking those things that God has put in your hand or he has taught you and opening that up and sharing that with your child and connecting it straight to scripture. It is so, so, so powerful. So the the letters, the notes, you know, again, making those connections, things in the Old Testament and the way they connect to the New Testament or or a word study or anything that you found really, really interesting in that passage, sharing that with them sharing your stories, like I noted, it's really, really impactful to tie a biblical truth to a very practical story and something that you've lived through. That is a very, very excellent teaching mechanism. And so I encourage you to do that. I put praises in there, things that I had seen in their life, things that ways that I saw them growing while I was reading it, or things that God did in our family while I was reading it, or things that I looked back and I remember this passage ties directly to X that happened in our family. One example of that, I remember we lived in Kentucky when I only had three. I was pregnant with Lila. Uh, It was a difficult, difficult, basically two years that we lived there. Many trials. But I remember taking them to a park and we actually, we had seen God work. He was, he was removing us from a situation that we were in that had been so difficult. And so we we strategically went to this park that had this creek river. I'm not exactly sure what it was. It wasn't very big either way. And we walked out to the middle and we grabbed stones and we brought those stones out and we told the children what God was doing, what was coming up, and how those stones of remembrance reminded us of, of what God told the, the Hebrews to do in the Bible as they crossed the Jordan River into the promised land finally. And so I was able to remind them. They were all too young to remember that story. Camden was 
maybe five, uh, maybe maybe six at the time, but very, very young. Lila wasn't even born. So this didn't resonate with them when it happened like it does now that they're grown. And so I was able to share that story connected to that passage. And that kind of thing happens over and over and over as you're going through God's word that way. Sometimes I would put in there with passages how I pray for them. You know, many of you know that I have prayed scripture strategically for my kids since they were born, or at least since they were very, very young. I have an email series that helps walk you through how I did that and how that can change your own life and your own family. But in a lot of those, I was able to share with them, this is something that I've prayed with you since you were little, and this is how I've seen you grow. So we're giving them reminders of God's grace in their own life and how God has grown them through the years that is is going to prove to be incredibly impactful for them in their faith for years to come. So I would list how I pray for them. I would tell them what I hope for them. You know, I hope for you to have a family that looks like this. Here's how you get there. I hope for you to put your trust in the Lord, to be still and know, to to have confidence in God that he is able to supply and meet your needs, that he can do exceedingly abundantly, that his grace is sufficient. All of these things I was able to tie those verses to my hope and my prayer for them and then to help them understand how to apply those things to their lives so that they can get there and and have that as part of them. Like I said, I I was able to share things that I have learned through the years. You know, God really got my attention with this verse and this is how he did. This is how it changed me. This is how I've been ever since. Praise God that his word is quick and powerful, and it speaks to each one of us as individuals. So that is just a few of the ways that I wrote in those Bibles that I engaged with my children through them. Even now, you know, Camden, my oldest, has had his for seven years, still uses it. Uh, It's not his only Bible, but it's still something that he has and he treasures and he looks at. And I'm so very grateful for that. I gave my last one away just in November as Lila turned 16. And now I'm looking at getting some some new children coming along, connecting themselves with my adult children. And I'm excited to to dive in and get to know my my new in-law children, my new extra additional kids even better as I pray this way for them. And then hopefully, like I said at the beginning, for my grandchildren and once I run out of people who are blood relatives, I, I hope to be the old woman who does it for people in church, just because I cannot think of a better use of my time than discipling other people in a legacy piece like a Bible that we are able to to pass on so much stuff. It would take forever to have these kind of conversations, and they don't always come out. But now my kids have a little piece of me that they will take with them always, and I am so very grateful for that. So that's my encouragement for you this weekend or this week is just to to really embark on your version of this project. And it doesn't have to look like mine. I Trisha Goyer and I have talked a lot about this. She's done these these Bibles for her children and they aren't exactly the same. And we have different approaches of how we do it. And, you know, that's OK, because God is working through your own obedience to once you get an idea, once he kind of pricks your heart with something, you allow him to make it what he wants 
to grow your family, to grow your children, to grow you in your faith. So I challenge you to do that. I would love to field any specific questions that you have for us. So never hesitate to send me a a question, a note, whatever. Uh, If you're in Teach Them Diligently 365, which if you're not, you need to be, that is the very best place on the internet for a Christian homeschool mom to be. But I encourage you to join us there. We talk about this fairly regularly, and I'm always available there in the app. It's the most the the most access is through the app as a 365 member. I would love to to talk to you. We can get on a call and and just kind of dive into this a little bit more. So that is my encouragement for you. You know, we talk all the time about how the Great Commission begins in your home. The gospel, you're bringing your children to Jesus is the most important thing that you can do. This is a great tool to accomplish that mission. This is a great tool, not only to accomplish bringing your children to Christ, introducing them to the gospel, giving them a solid, very tangible foundation for their faith, but also you are equipping them to be moms and dads, to be in the workforce, to be adults one day. This is really, really probably the single greatest discipleship tool that I've ever created for my kids because this is something they'll have with them always. They'll always, no matter what God's plan is for me, they always have this piece of mama with them. So I encourage you to to really purpose in your heart that you're going to do something like this. And uh, I would love to hear about if you've already done one, send me a note. Let me know that. If you haven't yet, get started. Now is a great time. So Have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day, and I look forward to talking to you again real soon. Thank you for joining me today. It's my prayer that every episode of the Homeschooling Families podcast helps to strengthen your family by giving you biblical and practical ways to raise your children and educate them well. We'd love to engage with you more. So check out teachthemdiligently.net to find out about the resources and experiences we offer Christian homeschooling families like yours all year long.